Welcome to episode six. Uh, this week's guest, or this month's guest rather, is uh, Brian Newman. For those of you who don't know Brian, you are in for a treat. Uh, for those of you who do know Brian, you're also in for a treat. Brian is one of the most reputable and dynamic trumpeters in the business here. Uh, he moved to New York in 04 and has routinely performed standards and in original compositions as a band leader at several New York City institutions. Brian is uh, perhaps best known as Lady Gaga's jazz band leader, having uh, recently collaborated with her and none other than Tony Bennett on the Grammy-nominated album Cheek to Cheek, as well as appearing on notable television broadcasts and promotional appearances. Brian also appears uh, live performances with a diverse array of musical acts. And then we can't forget uh, the After Dark show over at the Nomad Library in Vegas, uh, which has been incredibly successful. Um, just a beautifully laid out show too. I mean, from the photos alone, it's one that I want to get out to. So, uh, and this, and you do that after you finish a show with Lady Gaga at MGM. So it's a it's a double threat every night for you out there. It's it's just crazy. So that's that's a little bit about Brian. Uh, Thanks, wow. Steve, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks, guys. A lot, a lot, a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. So today on this episode of Long Tones, um, we're going to be talking to Brian about a couple things. One is Brian managing a thriving music career in two musical cities on opposite sides of the country. Um, also, we're going to go into the second segment, melding music with lifestyle. Then we'll open it up to some uh, questions and answers. So uh, we'll get those to you here, Brian. Let's just get right into it. You are a busy man. You are back and forth here in New York City and in Las Vegas. It wasn't always the case. I know for a while you were here just in New York when you moved here back in 2004. Can you tell me a little bit about what brought you to New York and how you got started with your career in New York, and then we'll, we'll branch into the to the two cities. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I mean, I I went to college in Cincinnati to uh, study with uh, Brad Good, um, a, a wonderful, wonderful trumpet player, and and I I, I, st I stuck around there for a while, and um, and then I, I I moved to New York, like you said, 2003, 2004, and um. And just really started beating the street, beating the pavement. You know, I, I, I knew I had to get a regular job because I wasn't going to be able to live here and play trumpet right away, right? You know what I mean? So uh, so I, I, I just, I put a suit on. It was like the middle of July, and I just literally walked through neighborhoods, East Village, West Village, looking for a, a job waiting tables or bartending or bar back or whatever whatever possible. And I, the first gig that I got was... Um, was at uh, this place called Agave, which is still there. It's like a, it's like a Tex-Mex, like elevated Tex-Mex vibe. So I was, I, I bullshitted my way into a job there. Um, the only experience I had working at a restaurant was a busboy at Chi-Chi's, the old, the Mexican restaurant in Ohio <laughs> where I'm from. So um, I was doing that in between, you know, playing, playing as a kid, and and then and then so anyway, so back to New York. So <laughs> we, I, I was doing that, and I was taking gigs off Craigslist at the time. You know, every morning or every afternoon, I would scour Craigslist, search for trumpet player wanted, and you know, I, I took tons of gigs. I just took every kind of gig. You, you, I played, uh, I, I played with like hip hop bands. I played with, uh, I did a, some a bunch of like weddings, like klezmer music. I did a bunch of like, uh, you know, wedding bands, like regular wedding bands, and like just all different. I, I burlesque everything i would literally take anything man it's recording studio dates recording in someone's upstairs in their house in a closet you know for 25 bucks in cab fare or 50 or whatever it is but um 
I really just took everything, every gig that came down the pike, tried to meet as many people as I could, uh, went out to the clubs uh, at nighttime. Um, that was what good thing about about where Agave was because it was right on 7th Avenue South. And, you know, I couldn't afford to go to the Vanguard, but I could definitely afford to go to Smalls and, um, you know, a few of the other 55 bar, a few of those other places that were in that neighborhood that are still in that this neighborhood, some, most of them. Uh, but um it was just very, it was very cool. It was very, I came from Cincinnati where, you know, there was a vibrant scene of, of, of great musicians as well, hanging out and, and, and teaching and, and just, you know, being helpful and, and all that. So I came from a place like that and, and coming to New York and, and seeing that firsthand and, and, uh, really getting into it. And, and, uh, that was really my first start, you know, but, um, I also knew that at the same time, you know, going to all the jam sessions while it's, while it's great, um, it's not really going to get you, um, uh, the, all the gigs in town, you know what I mean? You really have to, you, I really had to push my own stuff and, and, and book my own band at, at different venues. Like I always had since I was like 13 or 13 or 14 years old playing coffee houses in Italian restaurants in Cleveland, you know? Um, but yeah, but that, so that was pretty much the start. I did that for about six or seven years. And, um, I, every job known to man. I worked for a moving company. Uh, I worked for a, um, I drove film cars for, for uh, uh, a film car company. You know, uh, I did, um, I was a general manager wow. of a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like I, I did a high-end steakhouse. I bartended. I, I did all sorts of stuff. And um, it didn't really start what, like- What steakhouse did so, you work at? I, I was, I started as a back waiter at BLT Fish. And then- um, Oh, Yeah. And then, and then I, I moved over to AGM and uh, at uh, uh, BLT Prime uh, when, when that was around. Oh, cool. But it was funny. I got the gig because I was playing with Valerie Ponomarev's big band oh. at Swing 46. <laughs> and the, the very talented singer, um, 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 uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm space. I'm, this is terrible. Um, was I'm, it I'm Hillary, space- Hillary Gardner? Yeah, Hil- Hillary Gardner. Why can't I? Anyway, Hillary Gardner. Was singing yeah. was singing there, and she was starting waiting tables at this new restaurant, and I really needed some money, so that was the start of you know keeping me in New York for the time that I needed to make the connections that I needed to make and and continue to make, you know. So it, that was a, that was a that was probably the start of it for about six or seven years, eight years, like just struggling, doing everything I can, and and all, and all that stuff, you know. So so you you were you got the gig, Valerie, which. Valerie, for people who don't know, Valerie Palmamirov, uh legendary Russian trumpet player, played with uh, Art Blakey and the Messengers. Art Blakey, Valerie always tells me, would call himself the Black Russian. Um, but he has a big band in town that that plays. He's really great. A lot of good musicians in it. So you were you were you were playing in Valerie's big band. You were doing all these gigs. How did you get your your gig at the Nomad, in which eventually became? You're the creative director for them, is that correct? Uh, I'm now? the creative director for the jazz club at the Amman in New York. Uh, oh, uh, I'm and, sorry, and, the Amman. Yeah, and then and that that really, you know, we we become you know somewhat of a of a of a staple through all the gigs that we you know after uh, once 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 I quit my job at uh, the, what happened was um, I got a call from Mark Murphy, wonderful uh, singer, uh, a great late great uh, singer Mark Murphy, to do a, a tour in Japan with him and play at the Blue Note in New. I mean, sorry, the Birdland in New York. And I needed I needed two and a half weeks off from the restaurant job, and uh, they weren't going to give it to me. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know what I mean? Like 
I, I came here to play music. I'm not fucking missing this to go to 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 wait to wait tables and count numbers at the end of the night. You know, so um, I put my two weeks in, and uh, right when I was doing that, I got a phone call from a buddy downtown that needed a bartender one night a week uh, on a Sunday night. So that was a good night for a musician to to make a few bucks, and then the rest of my week was free to focus on what what I wanted to do. So um, we started playing. Um, at Dwayne Park was the first real place that I that not uh, I guess real place where we started doing a more uh, a more of a show you know like you know entertainment and and you know instead of just like playing at a restaurant for background music at Jules Bistro or whatever the kind of all those kind of gigs that I had on my own um, but um, so just you know getting out there and bringing people to the show you know it started with a trio and one burlesque dancer and then it grow it grew into what we do in Las Vegas is uh is you know showgirls and and special and four or five special guests every night a five piece band a, a light sound like the, the the whole thing costumes um but uh, that that was the that was the start of that uh, then at, while I was doing Dwayne Park I still we started at the Oak Room at the Plaza Hotel which was a legendary room uh, played there for a couple years on Wednesdays till they closed. Um, and then we moved over to the Gramercy Park Hotel. Uh, all these places never had music before, like so. It was it was a great. I always liked that kind of those places, especially hotels, and because you you could create something in the space and 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 really you know bring people into it and and make it amazing and make it something that people don't want to miss. Um, so uh, then did they did they did they excuse me did they approach you to to play there or if they never had music before. Did 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 they approach you and be like, hey, you know, we saw you, we think this would be cool in our environment, or did you hustle them to like get some get some music in the door? I mean, I think a little bit of both. Sometimes it was just like, uh, you know, Dwayne Park was like a friend of a friend did a show there, and then they were like recommended me, and then I can't, you know, it was but it was like was it was smaller show, something different, you know what I mean? They wanted to do something different, uh, so we went in there and and just just created the thing and built it up and built it up and and um. You know, I I remember I jumped in my Riviera at the time and took like two showgirls full drag to like tasting table at New York Times and and uh, a few other other blogs that were around at the time that were really driving traffic to places because um, I knew we had a good product. I knew we had a good a great thing that people would want to see if they knew about it. So um, I, I was always about that. So yes, yeah, so there's a little bit of hustle and there's a little bit of just people hearing about it and because you're putting on a good performance you're putting on a good vibe and and you have good vibes you know brian is there a spot i mean you, you talk about moving to a city you know doing the work to get to get more work and and, and you know getting these small is is was there a moment where you're like yeah i'm i'm i can make a go of this i'm 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 good you know this is gonna work I, I never I never would was gonna give up and no matter what you know what I mean like it wasn't like a thing where I was like oh man I don't know if this is gonna be you know I was just like no you get back out do that shit go you know what I mean go make those phone calls but at the same and, and make those connections and not phone calls make those make, but get out there and do it you know it's like you it's it's all it's all the effort you put into it you know you know what I mean and I think a lot of a lot of that is lost on on uh, you know a lot of kids today that I meet and not everybody but you know you 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 it's not just going to be like oh here here you go here's a nice gold-plated record for you you know what I mean like you you have to you uh, you know or anything in life you know you know you just have to go out there and get it you know you guys wouldn't have your your beautiful shops if you didn't put in the work to 
make that happen. You know what I mean? Like you, you guys run the the best trumpet shops on the East Coast, any anywhere from either for that matter. You know, and and it's like in big cities and right across from Symphony Hall, right in Midtown in New York, Josh. Like like you didn't give up. You're not going to take no for an answer. You're you're you want to do the things that you want to do. And I always just I always wanted to be a musician in New York, so I, I was was not going to give up ever. There was definitely dark times, though, you know what I mean? Like, definitely, like, oh, shit, money, you know, depression, you know what I mean? Like, you know, fuck, maybe it's not going to happen, but at the back of my, in the front of my mind, I always, like, you can't give up, you can't move home, you can't call your parents for money, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know it's like, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. like, you gotta just do this, like... I remember I sold a flugelhorn. You fixed it for me, Joshua. When I was first moved to New York, I had to sell one of my horns to make rent that month. And the guy that I sold it to like year, years later was like, hey, man, do you want this back for like the same price I paid for it? Like I was like, yes, I want that blessing flugelhorn. That that was that, that, your, that your first flugelhorn, the blessing, the blessing. The bless, flugelhorn. I know, but I, 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 don't that, even, I don't even play it, but it's sitting perfect in my closet. I'll, I'll have it forever, you know? <laughs> 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 with a with a Rudy Muck, uh, it was a Bach. I, I did a mouthpiece for you for that yeah. one once. It was oh, like a, it was I like a it. Bach eleven flugelhorn with a Rudy Muck thirteen rim. I, I love the Rudy Mick, Rudy Muck and the cushion rim. Not to get like technical, because <laughs> I'm not really a, a technical dude. That's why I come to you guys. But like, but like, uh, you know, it's just it's. Uh, <laughs> I love it, man. I, lo- I love I love what you did. I I bought a horn from Danny Falcone, a nice flugelhorn. It's a um. Uh, what is it? It's a Besson, uh, or no? I'm sorry, it's a Bobby Shoe, uh, Bobby Shoe Jazz. I, I I love it. I bought it bought it from him, and I've, oh, I've been nice. playing that. Mouthpiece fits great. Danny, works Danny's great. great. Oh, I love Danny, I love we, great. Danny's one of the guys we we hired. Well, I put together the orchestra for Lady Gaga in in uh for her jazz and piano show in Las Vegas. So it's a 30 piece band. So we get to hire we get to have the best of the bed. The trumpet section is Rashawn Ross, Danny Falcone, Jason Levi, and uh, Gil Kaup. So it's just like, man, listening to those guys rip all night is is like, there. I, she I was guess like, you got to just deal with what you're given, you know. It's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. When 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 you can when I can get who I want, it's a great it's a great thing. That that's when she was like, oh, we're doing a big band. I was, I was like, you, when can you get a big band and an orchestra together? I said, absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, picking up on that thread, I mean, you know, where did that? I understand there was a relationship. The you know, you you met uh, Lady Gaga before. Talk about how that all kind of came to fruition, Brian. Yeah, man. I mean, like, so that that phone call that I got after I quit the restaurant job, my buddy downtown. Um, that was a place that I was hanging out already after work all the time. It, I would show up in a suit from the from the restaurant or for the gift from the gig, and we would play a couple tunes on the little tiny stage, a real old school divey rock and roll bar called Saint Jerome's on Rivington Street in the Lower East Side. So Gaga did a show there on Friday nights, um, and it, it was Lady Starlight and Lady Gaga. They were DJ and a, and a go-go dancer, and they would like DJ and dance, and they would bring friends. It was like a party, but we met there, and then you know we 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 started going to her shows and. Then later she started coming to our shows at the Oak Room and at Dwayne Park and at Gramercy Park Hotel. Um, and that kind of just built. So then she started hiring me. She hired me for, um, I played something on her record. And then the first big, but the first first thing, the, the, the first big thing that I did was uh, the Today Show with her for, we played Somewhere to Watch Over Me. Um, and with and then she did like Bad Romance and like a couple of her, of her pop hits. Uh, so that was the beginning. It was me as a soloist playing with her. And we did a bunch of gigs like that. And then um, further down the line, um, I was at, I was playing with her for one song, two songs on at the Robin Hood Gala in New York City. And Tony Bennett happened to be there. And 
and he came backstage after, asked her to do it, want, if she wanted to do a record with her. The short story, all this is short story. So, so then, then uh, they did, they did the lady is a tramp, and then we got to do the Thanksgiving special with them after that, and then we got to make cheek to cheek with with Tony and his and my band, and I'm sorry, our band and Tony's band, and then uh, and then we got to make Love for Sale, Tour of the World, uh, play all the. We really played uh, most of the the like just being with Tony Bennett for the last like eight or ten years of his life was of his career was was a, a really a, a, a special thing, you know, and just to bring this kind of music to the forefront, you know, with, with these kind of talented artists and, you know, Steve Cortica, Al, Alex Smith and I, and Daniel Foose. And, you know, the band, we, we arrange all the music for the Gaga stuff. All those records we did with Tony is all, is all divide and conquer. Everybody take one song and write it, you know, and, and to be able to do that. And, and is, it just means a lot. It's not lost on, on a kid from Cleveland that, that just like <laughs> wanted, wanted to be, a, I still just, I still just want to be a musician and, and have fun. You know what I mean? And do, do what I love and raise my family, you know? So how do you how do you manage that um, being being so busy and, and being in, in two big cities and managing late night and having a, your your daughter is is the same age as my my son my son's going to be nine in February yeah uh, yeah we're, so we're like a month apart or, or something like that um, to, totally yes yeah. sis just turned eight in September so like they're like, we're not we're not that far apart at all but um you know honestly man and I, and I, and she's she's not listening so so I can say she I have the most wonderful partner uh in in the world I'm not just saying that because she's in the other room uh but you know she just really um uh she's really she really helps me she not only helps me with uh, you know being a being a um a good husband, a good, a good, a good, uh, uh, a good partner, a good dad, but also, you know, helps me a lot with the business, with the business of running, uh, running a club in New York, playing the shows in, in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, running the family, you know what I mean? I just think <clears throat> it's just really important. Uh, it's just, she's just so, so important to, to what I do. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to have, have that kind of love and that kind of partnership, you know? Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And, and, you know, I, I love also how you, you know, it, it, in your th social media, you know, you involve stuff with your daughter and family. It's always, you know, you're, you're having your music and all the stuff that you're doing, but also you make the time for your family. And I, I know that's uh, hard for a lot of people. And that's, it's really awesome to see that you do that. That's, uh, that's. Oh man. Plus I don't sleep and, and, uh, you know, plus I don't really <laughs> sleep and, and, you know, you know, there's always, I, it, I just, I'm always been hardworking, you know, and just like, uh, but at the same time, like, I think what we add that, like, you know, it's important to be kind and humble and, and, and just, and just, uh, open and loving and, you know what I mean? And just try to be, uh, try to be like that. Cause that's, that's what, that's what people attach themselves to. If you're, you could play any kind of music in the world. It's not the content. It's the, it's the, uh, it's making it accessible and being, open with people and just putting yourself out there. You know, I think that that individuality is, is what, um, what creates the happiness for me in my life. You know, I, I don't, that's, that's kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of a better way to say that, but, um, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like you're, you're, you're putting these good vibes out and you're, you're getting these good vibes back and, and, and yeah. And family, the most important thing for, for all of that. I feel, I feel like that's always at the base, no matter what you're going through, what you're doing, money job uh life you know what i mean like you your family's there that's that that's that that's it chose chosen or otherwise you know yeah and she and she goes back and forth with you guys too right your daughter uh when you got when you're in vegas for a while 
Yeah, she comes out, man. She loves it. She comes out when she's uh, she's in she's in school now, back again. So she come out when she yeah. can. But we got we got to keep her keep her keep her learning. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. School's school is important, but like in the summertime, you know, uh, when there's no school. Oh yeah, the summertime is great. And she came out in September with us in on August, and and it was great. And you know, Aunt, Angie's the star of the show, man. She she performs with us and and uh, and really brings a lot to that to to the Nomad and 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 the and the shows that we do at the Jazz Club here in New York too. That's awesome. That's great stuff. Um, Brian, maybe, you know, shifting a little bit here, you know, um, what do you, what, what are your passions out, kind of outside the music scene? What do you, what do you, what do you do in your, you know, free time? Oh man, I love, I love, uh, I love, I love cars, man. I love classic cars. I, I've, I've, I've had so many over the years, you know, you can usually only have like one or two at a time, especially in Brooklyn. But, um, uh, you know, right now I have a 79, uh, Cadillac Coupe de Ville and I, I love, I just love that car. I love working on them. I love driving them, you know, but I, I like to change them out and keep, keep, keep it moving, keep it moving, you know, but I've, I've had a lot of beautiful stuff over the years, but, and then we're building, um, I'm building a, uh, a 1928 Ford Roadster with them, with a modern Thunderbird engine and, Anyway, that's it. I love. It's all. It's not boring. But I, I could go. I could talk about that for days. <laughs> are you Are you doing a chop? Are you doing a chop on it? Uh, it's It's a roadster, so it's already. We'll probably chop the windshield, but there's no There's no top, so it's It's just got the. It's got the. Um. Yeah. If you think of like it's it's such a cl- cl- iconic like uh, 1928, 29, uh, the uh, Ford Model A, uh, such an iconic thing. But build it up like with modern things, so it's drivable and like. Uh, safe not really but like but you know you know safe enough to drive what was what was the car you had a car for sale not too long ago what did i sell what was it was it was that a mercury yeah i sold a it was a 1951 mercury yeah 1951 mercury but it was man that that was was a sexy car i oh it was great oh man i sold that to a guy down in austin texas he's cruising that around all the time now uh but that was a fun you know, I like I like old school hot rods, so we built that car. Like, uh, you know, me and my buddy Russ uh, built built that car together, and it's just like, you know, what what a kid in the '60s would have done if he bought that car for a hundred dollars, and like that was his daily driver. He put you know dual carburetors on it, and you know polished aluminum heads, and it still only has 150 horsepower, but it's 10 more than it had before. You know, so it's like, <laughs> you, you know, you know, like uh, just like kind of making making it, but building it the way that they would have built it back then. You know, yeah. A period, period, super, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's that's super cool. And do you have do you have any other hobbies uh, that you're doing? Yeah, I I love I love cigars. I'm really into. I love I love collecting cigars and smoking cigars when I when I can. And uh, and uh, you know, I like you said, I love I'm spending time with the family. I know that's not really a hobby, but uh, we do we do a lot of fun stuff together. I love uh, taking drives with them. Like we went up to uh, Kingston, New York, to see some friends and and just hung out and went to went to a friend's birthday party and. Did some exploring, took the back roads, you know what I mean? Stop at little diners, and I, I love kind of stuff like that. But that's that's also kind of related to cars, so so it's, it's pretty much yeah, the same thing. Yeah, of course, thing. of course. What uh, what are what are some of the challenges you face with with doing this bi coastal thing? I mean, and then I guess on on a tandem of that is is East Coast Brian the same as West Coast Brian? I mean, is it is it a, a different vibe for you? Are you putting on a different uh, different show out there? What what? Talk about that a little bit, I guess. Uh, you know what, man? It's a good question, man, because you know, I, it, it really is no difference in me or the show, really, other than other than we don't do showgirls in New York because it doesn't fit with the, you know. So we'll do we'll do choreographed dancers instead for what for the opening number. You know what I mean? Like it's all these shows are still 
heavily rooted in music you know the the content of the music the you know even if it's a mr brightside by the killers we're playing you know steve cortica wrote like a bunch of descending and ascending two fives through it and changed the harmony of these songs so that it like it gives us something fun to listen to and it's something def- different for the crowd but i don't think that we don't really tra- change the, the 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 content of the music we uh, we're always adding new songs of course but you know, I, I'm just I just try to be myself, man, and be 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 put it out there, you know, and just go go for it, you know, because it's like you, you we, there's no no room for background background stuff, you know. And and what are some of the what are some of the challenges that you that you face when you know going back and forth like that? I mean, what's what's the hardest part about that? Uh, you know, I think the hardest part is is just you know is is uh is is the the family stuff you know keeping sis in school when she needs to be and you know a lot of that falls on most of that falls on angie i know it's 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 she's just amazing with all that like figuring out like when her sister's gonna take her for a couple days because because angie's doing the show too and i need her you know what i mean like she's a huge part of the show so it's like i can just go but it's like but i i if it's 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 tough that's i think that's the toughest part about for everybody that's a traveling musician or traveling anything that has a family you you know you you you're 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 not there for a week or two three weeks at a time you know i was gone uh you know for in la for the beginning of uh middle of august all the way till like the end of you know we came back once but it went uh, middle of you know beginning of october so it was like that puts a lot of pressure on 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 the family the home life but but you know angie like i said angie's amazing and, and we just we get through it and she, she's a beast because she makes it happen when you're when you're traveling a lot brian i just want to go back to, to trumpet playing a little bit yeah when you're when you're traveling and you're and you're doing these late night shows are you are you finding time to practice during the day or are you are you writing during the day? What's your what's your day to day kind of look like when you're you know back and forth so much? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when when I'm home, I do find time to practice. You know, I, I got the X out here. I was doing some some uh, uh, Clark studies before you guys came out. But uh, I, you know, I I try, when I'm home, but when I'm on the road, I'm I'm literally like, especially the Vegas stuff, like this past thing. We do two two we do two three shows in a row through days in a row. But there's two shows a day, and we always have like a sound check slash rehearsal from so i have a sound check slash rehearsal at like noon to one with my show and then we go to with the orchestra from 4 30 to i'm sorry from uh 4 30 to, to 6 30 and then we eat sorry excuse me then we eat then we eat dinner and then i do a two and a half show two and a half hour show with gaga and then i do a two and a half show of with so i'm i don't really need to practice those days at all you know wow. what i mean that's like yeah you're you're playing like eight hours a day yeah, that's. I feel like I'm in college again. You know, you know, like how much, how much you, you're fucking playing. You know, uh, but uh, yeah. So, so that. But I do love, like, uh, I, I, I love when I get the chance to just really sit down and 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 do and do that. So do that stuff. Like the Chickowitz stuff is my favorite. Um, my favorite stuff to do. Brad Good hit me to that a long time ago, and uh, and that book changed my life. And there was another one. Um, I don't know if you guys know Dan Fernero. Um, yeah. But Dan Fernero out in L.A., we did some we did a Tony Bennett thing with him in Las Vegas. And uh, we were hanging because, you know, because, you know, we're, we're we're horn players. We're all musicians. Right. You're around cats like that. I want to ask them questions. I want to learn from from you can learn from everybody. Right. You know, anybody, you know, anybody that has something to give. But so I was asking him about his warm up and he he changed my shit, man. He, he, he does this little thing that. Just for a warm-up where we start on like a G, just in the staff, play as quiet as possible with a breath attack, and then lip it down a half step, and then lip it back up. And then you wait, rest, right? Rest a few, rest the same amount, and then go down like that chromatically. 
and all resting. And I swear to God, if you keep your corners tight during that whole thing, like, I'm sorry, I should have prefaced that with that, but corners as tight as you can get it, like, almost like, like cringing you know what i mean not cringing but like really and keeping this loose like that that warm-up like changed my changed my whole uh pressure and i i I don't know if i ever even told got to tell him that but that was really that was really cool that was a cool thing and and do you find when you're when you're when you're doing those really rigorous days like i mean if you're if you're playing until what what time do you go until like two in the morning in vegas yeah like two two or two fifteen we're usually done and are you are you warming down after that or you're just like putting the horn in the case going to bed and then you know whatever the face is the next day is is the face yeah that's it man but i honestly man once when i'm in that vibe that mindset like and it, and especially that vibe like we started rehearsals in the middle in the in the begin in the middle of august so we had a, a hard week of like four or five hour days playing the horn so by the time i get to those shows i got like steel chops i you know like i i really like it's 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 like um I, you know, the first couple days, like in when we do the rehearsals in this in the studio in, in L.A. for these shows, it's just the quintet. So me and Steve are playing, me and Steve are on sax are playing all of the, all of the horn. Like it's like a reduction of the the score mm. for orchestra. Wow. So we're we're re- so that so that Gaga can hear what it's going to sound like, even though we don't have the 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 fifteen piece big band or the twelve strings. You know, so there's a lot of FaceTime on on that. So. I drink a lot of water, you know, I use the, this is my favorite, um, this is my favorite, uh, this is the key to life, Aqua 4. I don't use it while I'm playing, but I put it on at night before I go to bed, and I wake up and there's no film, there's no, like, it's just natural, Aqua 4 lip lip repair. But yeah, there's definitely, like, uh, I definitely had some times where my, I I was like, you know, getting a callus here and a peeling skin off one side of the lip, but... You, I can't stop playing. You know what I mean? I, I got to no. just keep going. You just got to keep going. There's no, there's no, uh, but yeah, but th- that, that happens very rarely these days, but that has been, that is definitely, you know, just to everybody out there. It, it's, it's plus maybe I, I learned something from playing for those years with that. I had braces, you know, and my love, I, and I was always just cut up anyway. So, you, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, just power through. <laughs> does, does the dryness in Vegas affect you any? 100% and you know you guys I'm, I'm also singing you know every night with these shows too so I gotta warm I, I mostly warm up my voice in between the jazz show and the the nomad show so I gotta I gotta warm up my voice but yeah the dryness of that is um uh, I spend a lot of time in the steam room in Las Vegas uh I always have a humidifier in the room um and uh uh and, and when I'm sleeping and then just not trying just trying to drink a lot of water you know what i mean it's uh, some of it's some of it's just unavoidable you're just going to be dry you know they're just you're just going to be dry but um yeah and and sometimes you know swollen and dry so your lip sometimes i wake up i feel like my lips aren't going to fit in the mouthpiece but once you warm once you warm up a little bit like then it's then it's you, you get into it and you know like trump trump you know trumpet is not you guys know it's it's an unforgiving um I actually hate it. I wish I could quit. <laughs> and you and you play a small mouthpiece too, man. You're playing. You're playing. You're still playing that Rudy Muck 13C, right? Is that what yeah, you're Rudy Muck 13C. I I like the <laughs> wide rim. It, it's helped for for my. I don't have very. I don't have big very very much lips at all. So it's like it. It feels really really. Um, and honestly, Brad Good gave me that mouthpiece way back in the day. I I was playing a 7C before this, so I know I don't really. Um, I've tried to like get into like trying different mouthpieces and trying different setups and honestly it just feels like I don't know if you guys feel like that I feel like it it screws me up more and then I can't then I can't I can't get back to where I was before like uh, does that make sense yeah, you, don't know, I just, you, you, you lose home yeah you yeah, lose, I, you lose yeah. home 
I, I can I can try different trumpets. I love that. Josh, you're the king of that. Every time I come in there, you're like, oh, you're going to love this. And then I love it. And then it's like, I, and, then, and then I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll give you this one. I'll give you my backup. I'll buy this one. <laughs> Well, I, I think I think your 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 two horns that you have or two that you play the handcraft mm-hmm. committee that I think I, I sold you and that Everett Beeman just uh, just gold plated for you, yeah. Um, and then you, you you have another Martin that you got for me. I think that has my lead pipe on it. If I remember, yeah, correctly. I I, I love that. That's another great. I love both of those horns, man. The lead pipe changes the the vibe on that horn so good so well. You know what I mean? It's 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 very cool. It's very cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I love it. I've never was like a big tech guy, but you know, I just know what works or what, what you like you, you gotta, you know, it's like, it's, um, you know, Brad Good was like the opposite. So it was like coming from <laughs> studying with him. I was like, after that, I was like, man, fuck, just give me a trumpet to play that I, that I like playing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, Brad's Brad's into those old horns too. You know, he's, yeah. Uh, the first he's one, huge he, the collection. first one, he, huge collection. I had I had gotten carjacked in Cincinnati while I was in while I was in college, and I had one of my favorite horns that I've ever had was a it was like a 25th anniversary uh, box Stradivarius uh, uh, 37 LR with the gold bell, the silver, the engraving, like the gold buttons. That was in the trunk of the car, and I never got that horn. That car, that when I got the car back, it was destroyed, and there was just the mouthpiece oh. was in was in the car. So. I, I never got that oh. horn back, but after that, Brad uh, let me try his like as a Bach Mercury. It was just like a box version of a student horn from the '40s, and mm. I, and with the Rudy Muck mouthpiece because I didn't want to use that mouthpiece anymore, you know, because who knows what you know, and um, so I and that that got me into the 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 um the Rudy Muck vibes with the mouthpiece, and also got me into like a smaller bore horn horn, you know, something that was free flowing, a uh, free free blowing, but also just like the right amount of resistance to just to be able to just slide in between slots and, and just like really just, just, uh, you know, slippery, slippery and slidey. I, I really like, I, I love horns like that or that, that don't take all the effort to get a big sound, you know? Brian, you touched on something and then I didn't really think to talk about this, but you do a lot of singing and, um, do you, do you, do you have vocal training? Did you go do some uh, studying and vocally or, and what's your process for that? I mean, that's, and I guess the the second part of that does it. What do you feel that that does for your trumpet playing, one way or another? First of all, it's definitely uh, great for trumpet playing. It's it's the same setup of breathing. You're breathing from the low end of your diaphragm, and you're compressing your press compressing air to to produce uh, um uh to to produce sound right. So so that that's a beautiful that it's a it's a great mixture of of because uh, I don't really breathe any differently. You know what I mean. Uh, um, uh, uh, but I, yes, I do study with, uh, with a great teacher that actually, uh, Gaga hooked me up with. He's, uh, this guy's named Don Lawrence. Um, he's, he taught her since she was like 12. Uh, he also is Mick Jagger, uh, Bon Jovi. Um, you know, the list is the, his list of, of people that he's taught vocal lessons to are huge. I mean, there's a video of, um, of Mick Jagger dancing around the ba- ballet studio, singing the warm up that I do. And Gaga does every before every show, um, <laughs> So his thing is, is wow. his thing is kind of like trumpet playing, where it's making you stronger. You know what I mean? It's making your vocal, your your voice stronger. You're you're building your range, but you're also being being able to do it over and over again. You know, um, and, and night after night. I mean, like it's like he told me a story about um, Axl Rose was uh, is one of his students now, but um, he told me a story about how. Um, 
Axel's management called him like because you know because he's like the 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 vocal coach to the stars, right? So as somebody from from Axel Rose's team were reached out and uh, you know Axel showed up and 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 was like doing these warm ups, but he wasn't really into it, blah blah blah. So like he didn't come back. But then like he he got a tour with Guns N' Roses and uh, ACDC. He was like singing with these two big bands. So he had to go back to Don. And Don saved that, even though he, he was able to sing and do those nights over and over again. I don't know why I'm telling that story. I'm just saying, like, it's just, uh, it's about getting stronger, give, building your range, building, just like trumpet. It's like, it's not like a, yeah. you know, it's a muscle, it's memory. It's, 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 it's just getting out there. So, so yeah, so I do warm up. The warm up takes about 25, 20, 25 to 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then you rest for a half hour and then you sing. So it's like, it's really just supposed to open you up. And, um, you know, there's really no trick. You just have to do the work, just like with horn. You know, it's like there's no, you can't just get get through it and fake it. You know, lots of water, lots of water. That's like the the fourth time. Yeah, you you're staying hydrated. Brian, moving on. We've got a couple questions that have come in. If you're if you're up for some questions, yeah, absolutely. So the the first one I have here is from Brendan. Um, this came in on Facebook. It says, "I'm curious about your experience performing in Las Vegas." Can you share any memorable moments or challenges from that those performances? Thanks. Oh man, I mean, there's been so many memorable moments of of thank. You. And what what was the what was the cat's name? Uh, Brendan. 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 What's happening, man? Um, you know, from from Las Vegas specifically. Um, you know, uh, I, I I we've had some great some great times. I mean, being on stage with an orchestra of that caliber that that you know we get to write the music for and. And and uh, you know and I got to pick out you know what I mean is like not pick out but just put together. Uh, that's always so exciting to hear those great arrangements from Steve Cortica and Alex and myself and uh, you know being played by musicians of that caliber. So that's always like a you know I'm I'm always shocked by everything. Not shocked, but I'm always just like wow, man. You know what I mean? Like wow, you know. And it's like it's like you you hear like uh, Danny Falcone playing. D double G's, you know what I mean? Like on on the intro, on the on the intro to Sway, you're just like, oh, like it just it's 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 mind blowing, you know. So, you know, like I said before, like it's none of this is lost on me. Like I, I I'm I'm excited about every night. I'm excited for every moment. Like I, I I'm and I'm honored to be there. I'm proud to be there. I'm 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 proud to put my name on it and and be involved. You know, it's like it's it's like uh, it's 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 not lost on me. I I really really love doing what I'm doing and and um. And, and I know there's been some, um, we had, we had one of another one, uh, that was a good fun was we had Terrence Blanchard come out and, uh, and sit in with us in Las Vegas in, in the Gaga show. And then cool. he ca also came to the show after, um, and, and sat in with us and, oh, and cool. sat in with us in oh, our nomad crazy. show. And, you know, he and I have become friends and, and, uh, and, and it's just, it's great to, to, to talk to a cat like that and just be, um, you know, he's just so cool and, and just like, the, it, it's, you know, I know they say you don't meet your heroes, but like, he's, he's amazing. He's an amazing guy, his whole family. You know what I mean? Like just, you don't, you don't get anywhere without, it, and I, I, I don't I hate to keep saying it, but you don't, you don't get anywhere without that kindness, that humility, and just like that, you know, being yourself. You know what I mean? It's like that, that stuff tracks throughout, throughout your life. You know what I mean? You never know, you never know who's going to be opening a door later and later in life you just got to be nice and kind to everybody yeah. and and uh I, I love terrence that was a great uh a time and uh tony bennett came out and sang uh once or twice with us out there that was always great um uh, we had Ashanti come and play, Robbie Krieger from The Doors, um, and then just being able to play music with all these beautiful people, whether they're famous or not. You know, there's so many great musicians that that uh, that, that 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 come to these shows and and sit in with us and 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 uh, build. You know, I mean, not build. Um, 
just create together and, and it's just, and it's just really fun it's what's great what music can can do and that that that's my those are my favorite memories from uh, i'm sure there are more but those are a few of them from vegas what is the feeling i'm trying to imagine this but what is the feeling like when you're driving down and then all of a sudden you see yourself on one of those giant billboards going down the strip here yeah I mean, it's it's awesome man I'm, I'm 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 floored every time i see it you know what i mean and and, it, and it's great to it's great to be able to do what like what what i love man it's that's that's uh and that's what makes me so happy and to be able to raise my family and and and, and do these things uh you know I keep, we keep i keep saying the same things but it, it's all there's there's only three things that are important <laughs> you know you know family uh music and and kindness you know what i mean like those those uh, that that that's it man for me. you know it's 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 interesting that you say that. So our last episode of Long Tons, we had Rashawn Ross on. Yeah, and that was a Rashawn, great interview. Rashawn, of course, is 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 playing. Was playing in the band there, and and a lot of the things he touched on was about professionalism and being nice to people, and you know you you bring that up again. So for everybody listening, you know, don't don't be a jerk. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's good to to be nice to people and to be professional. Um, but, you know, one thing I wanted you were talking about earlier is going back to that, Brian, is like Rashawn, when he was on, you know, he he was talking about, you know, when he went into the show there in Vegas with you guys, he didn't come in like, oh, I'm Rashawn Ross. You should know who I am. I was like, yeah, yeah man, you're you're walking in there and be like, I know who you are. You know, those guys that that section, man. Some, yeah, some no, it's musicians. it's it it really is, and Rashawn's such a humble and and beautiful and 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 extremely talented cat. Like you know, I'm so thankful for him. Thankful for him too. You know what I mean? He, he, he hooked me up with with Steve with with the cat Louie up there to 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 take care of my horn. That was a a beautiful thing, man. And I I didn't know what tr- like uh he takes him on the road with him. I think that's the most amazing thing ever to have a trumpet tech on in backstage working on your horns like like a guitar player would i think that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's cool we have another question here that just came in on the live uh this is coming from wanna watch her cry she asks are you uh writing any original jazz songs in the works with gaga we never you never know you never know what we're gonna do but uh we've definitely we've definitely done a lot of stuff in the past and that that, that would be a fun thing um I, we, we we do do uh original arrangements of some of her some of her pop popular songs uh you know I, I did a I did a full orchestra arrangement on paparazzi and it's real mean and menacing and and just uh based off a baseline that she played on a solo thing that I in Japan like years and years ago uh so it's just like we like to t- mm. I like to take you know, I've been arranging more lately, and and Steve and Alex, of course, we all you know, Steve does a lot of it, and then Alex and I do a lot of it too. But um, it's just a cool. It, it's it's uh, we've been more focused on arranging as for as far as uh, uh, uh writing 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 songs at this at this time. But thank you, thank you for the question. It's a good one. Uh, I got an I got another one. This one came in from our Jay Landers Brass newsletter, um, from Andre. Nice. Hey, Andre. He said, any advice for aspiring musicians or bands trying to establish themselves in the New York music scene? Yeah, man. I mean, like, you know, I, you, you, we talked a little bit about it earlier, just about like being yourself and uh, and 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 creating something. You know what I mean? Like, it's like jam sessions are great. They're awesome to learn new tunes. They're awesome to connect with other musicians that you might that you might want to hire for your band when you have a gig. You know what I mean? But like, you're not really going to get gigs from jam sessions. So it's like. Yeah, and and just like you know, you know, putting yourself out there and 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 going out and seeing what's going on in in, in New York City. There's so many, you know. I I think one one place that I wish somebody would would go and hustle the gig at is the the Nat King Cole bar at the St. Regis. It's like 
it's empty and there's a beautiful piano there and it's like so it's such an old school room you know what i mean but like but i'm i'm i so i see stuff like that and i'm like oh that would be a good place to play or or that's a legendary room that's a good place to you know what's got to find out who who runs this joint i mean i i just i just think that's the key is just building something for yourself because it's uh, whether it's whether it's an uh, whether nowadays you're a, a TikTok star or you're a YouTube or you're you're doing videos on that, but as far as live performance, you still need to get out there and 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 do it. And uh, if anybody's got any bands, you can send it to me. Uh, you know, for I book we book a lot of bands at the Amon at the Jazz Club, so there's there's definitely some opportunities for stuff that's that's clean and polished and 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 wonderful. But um, I don't know. My advice for young musicians is just to just to get out there and do as much as you can. You know what I mean, and and take what comes down the down the pike, and and do everything, do every kind of music. You can't just be stuck in, in jazz or this 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 name that for for a record store that doesn't exist anymore. You know the category for a record store that doesn't exist. You know jazz, American music, pop music, whatever whatever it is, whatever you play, be yourself and create something that 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 people can latch on to. You know what I mean? That's something that that can be that's entertaining. That's you know, to be yourself. You know. Now, does that answer the question? That's kind of a hard. That's a hard question. It's a long. It's a long answer. Yeah. And there's no. no and there's uh, no right answer. There's no right answer. You know. Uh, I had I had one more that came in. One more question, Brian. If 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 you don't mind here. Oh, of course, um, man. This one. This one actually came in. And it's you. You mentioned a TikTok star. This one actually came in from TikTok. Um, any tips for a musician looking to grow online? Oh man, yes. Um, nowadays, I really feel like. Uh, you know, personal stuff hits your your personality. You know what I mean? It's not so much. It is about the music, of course. When people come and see you in the show, it needs to be good. It needs to be swinging or whatever kind of music you're playing. It needs to be. It needs to bang them over the head. But uh, for for the internet, people want to see what you're doing. They want to see who you are. They want to know you. You know what I mean? They want to feel connected to you. So I think that like stuff just the more things that you can do that to connect with the people that are digging you so that those people can 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 go dig you somewhere else or come dig you know like you know uh people somebody asked me in another interview recently like about social media and how it's changed everything and blah 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 and i i, I think that that's true but at the end of the day it's still all word of mouth you, you know what i mean it's like if if josh or steve you hit me you're like yo you know this trumpet player check this guy out you know, instead of me going to the club to hear him, I can go on the Instagram and be like, "Oh, dude, that guy sounds awesome. I love that. I want to go see his show." It's still one guy, one person telling another person that maybe you would dig this or or check this out. Have you heard this? It's still the guys at the bar, or people at the bar talking about the show they saw last night. You know, or, or you know that it's or DMing about that. So it's still that word of mouth, and what in what social media does is give that mouth a bigger a bigger platform, you know? So it's like, uh, I think that comes back to the thing of, you know, being yourself connecting and, uh, and just, um, you know, being involved, man. I, I, I literally write, I write everyone back that writes me on, on social media. I, I, I try to, wow. I always try to write everyone back personally, wow. you know, it's not, it's not some computer writing it or AI or like, you know, um, just, or just assistant. to make that no. right. Or no, I don't have an assistant. I just, so, so it's, it's just, just <laughs> doing, you know, just, just, 
and that comes back to the kindness and the humility. It's like if people take the yeah. time to write me or tag me in a story or tag one of my songs from Spotify in their stories that they're digging that that day, like that's not not just great for me, but that's great for it's it's great to just like connect that way. And then like and that's the thing about about social media that it gives this platform to be able to connect with people. You know, instead of like after a show where you, I can't talk to everyone. I try to, but I, you, 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 but on Instagram, I can be, they can tag me in a, in a story and then I can write them. Thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you because it was wonderful to have them. And I'm, I'm like, I keep saying, I'm honored to do these gigs. So when, when I, when I come out and there's a packed house and we're sold out 24 shows in a row, that is the thanks to me. You know what I mean? So it's like the least I can do is, is write these cats back and, and tell them, thank you. Cause it is, it means a lot. It mean that's what means the most. And I think, I think that kids, not kids today, but some people, they, they don't want to, um, they just want to do their thing and that's it. This is what I do. Come and dig it and whatever. And that's cool. There'll always be room for that too. But if you really want to stand out and really want to make a, a way for yourself in, in the music business, you know, or, and, and just in life, you, you got, you got to follow these kind of things, you know, these kind of, the, you know, I don't know. It's different for everybody. That's what worked for me. But I, 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 you know, I don't, I don't know anything. I know less every day. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, whatever you're doing, it's working. I get to sit here and listen to you talk for hours, man. That's great. Um, Brian, is there uh, anything else you wanted to add before you start uh, wrapping up here? I mean, oh man, no, th- thank, uh, thanks, thank you so much, guys, for having me. Um, if anybody wants to come see me in New York, uh, I'm here throughout the winter uh, at the Jazz Club. It's it's if you just go to www.thejazzclub.com um, or briannewman.com, that has all my dates on it and uh, links for reservations, tickets, um, and then you know, looking forward to some really fun stuff next year and and. Uh, I, I thank you guys so much, man. I love I love love talking to you guys. Awesome. Well, we 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 really loved uh, having you, Brian. Thanks for taking the time today. Oh, I wanted I I, I wanted to say too for every, for everybody at home that does uh, you know I know you guys maybe there's a lot of musicians listening, but for, but Stephen and Josh, uh, you know these guys are 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 uh, a, a, a lost art form. Uh, you know what I mean? Doing what they do for for brass instruments and woodwind instruments and just like it's it, thank you for you know we we're all this around the same age you know but like put keeping this out and i know you guys got a lot of young guys working for you young young people working for you excuse me um that that's so important you know so it's like it, thanks for keeping the horns running and the horn everything everything working man you know it's good stuff you know pays off our end of the bargain here <laughs> we, 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 yeah. we try we try to do what we can we i i think uh you know both steve and i really love what we do Wow. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't play anymore, and this fills my my musical needs. Um, so thank you. No, it's great, man. Awesome. Um, I just want to add, uh, you know, thank you to everybody who reaches out, or whether you're coming in the store or on the phone, saying that you're enjoying. It's really nice to hear that you're enjoying listening to this. Um, you know, we can ramble on about a bunch of different stuff, but it's it's nice to know that you actually are enjoying it. Um, you know, I've had calls from people all around the country saying they're listening, and uh, we appreciate you. So. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our socials if you haven't. Uh, That's at virtuosity underscore Boston and at jlandrisbrass on Instagram. And then Brian's uh, is at Brian Newman New York, NY, I believe, NY. Uh, And then you'll be able to follow along with everything that's going on there too. So um, our next episode is coming up a little bit quicker than normal, but uh, we've got the next one coming up on the 17th. And we'll go live on Instagram as well. And we're going to be bringing on John Lampley. Make sure you mark your calendars for that one. 
So yeah, with that, with that said, um, thank you all for tuning in and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.